if you're part of this church and you have a child here, even if there's a problem now, that's going to go away. We have a God. Amen? We have a God. And our God is on our side. I am very confident of that. And because God is with me and with our church, uh, nothing evil. He says, he shall not come near you. I take him by his word. He shall not come near you. He said, your children, your children, he will take care of and they will possess the land. Amen. Great ones are here. Amen. I just want to brag on uh, some of our men this morning. We, we have been praying so much for uh, people to take care of our, our, our boys. We had ladies to take care of uh, the girls, especially on Wednesday night. It's been a real serious uh, prayer point for me. And God, I believe, has answered my prayer, our prayer, and has supplied us with the best, in my view. So I'm going to call Scott. Would you come over here? Scott, come on. Buddy, where's Felix? Felix, come. You guys come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come up. Come up here. Come up. I just want to thank you. You are God's saint. I really believe that. Thank you so much. Thank you. They, they take this ministry so seriously. We had a meeting last Wednesday, and I sat and I could tell uh, from their heartbeat that this is going to be awesome. Amen. And so watch out, boys. <laughs> We're going somewhere. And uh, we have a wonderful uh, couple taking care of our children, children's pastor. We have a wonderful youth pastor. And we got it now. God has assembled everyone he wants. And so I'm begging the men, please support these guys. You know, support these guys. I'll be there with you guys. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I still still want to brag a little bit before I go on. Uh, Vi, would you stand up there? I'm not going to try to make you come here. Vi and uh, and Jackson, you want to stand up so they can see you again. Uh, I don't know how old Vi is, and I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> but these are people that have a heart for people. They've started a new ministry this week, this past week. They now go both to uh, they both go to a nursing home where they are ministering to the people. And I'm very proud of them. And really appreciate that. Uh, it's wonderful. We will support whatever you're doing. And one, the reason I'm doing this is this. You have a ministry. I will support whatever God. Our church will be behind you in whatever God has called you to do. And support in whatever way we can. So it's a joy for me. And uh, if you all want, by, I may come in maybe once or twice to play a little guitar. <laughs> Leave. Amen. <laughs> That's what I did in the past with Annie. I played my guitar till I got tired. I got just few chords I could play with it. It's just so wonderful to have Jacqueline up here. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and um, we got Tommy now. Did you enjoy his guitar playing? Woo! That's amazing. And then I've got two games. I'm dosed with games. <laughs> Gave C and gave A. So, and then I got my son. I, he can't get rid of me. So, 
<laughs> so I'm really grateful to God for all of our musicians. Ines has been always, always been there. And of course, you know, Tina, awesome voice. Andy daughter, very anointed. I'm bragging, okay? <laughs> Sometimes you have to rejoice before the Lord for what he's doing. And I'm very grateful for these wonderful people that he's sending to our church. Amen. Thank God for your life. And uh, Ed, it's good to have you here this morning. Thank you. Uh, today we have a healing service. And uh, I, on Wednesday, I believe we already had Romaine. Was, he was healed from last Sunday and got completed on, on Wednesday night during praise and worship. That's an amazing thing. He didn't even wait for a pastor to pray for him. Say so he can get well. I'm mad. No, kidding. <laughs> During praise and worship, he said that well, Pastor prayed for him on Sunday, and uh, he was feeling much better, but the soreness was still there. And that's been something that had been for a very long time since you were a boy, right? Yes, since he was a boy. And uh, he felt better on Sunday after I prayed for him, but uh, he didn't wait for me to get through with everything. Now, During praise and worship, as they were singing, he said, everything left. He's... And you're still healed this morning, right? You still feel good. I feel like dancing. <laughs> Musicians come back. No, 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 not now. <laughs> I got to preach. Amen. <laughs> ah, God, God is so good. Amen. God is so good. And he's upholding us, holding us with a free spirit. That's the way he wants it. In the presence of the Lord, there is freedom, real joy. And uh, we thank God for that. This morning... I believe God is going to heal every one of us. It's so important. Let me let you know this. The greatest hindrance to your deliverance, to your prosperity, bitterness, anger, malice, evil. These things are obstacles to your healing. A lot of Christians are holding on to their past. Things that people have done to them and have hurt them. Sometimes it's for a long time. Sometimes it's a brother. Sometimes it's a sister. Sometimes it's a friend, somebody in the office, a father, a parent, and all of these things. You can't let that be in your life. That thing is hindering everything that's happening in your life. And in your home, we're here for healing. Not only just for physical healing, but for spiritual healing, for emotional healing, mental healing, for your family, for your finances, all of these things. But when you hold on to bitterness, when you hold on to anger and this evil speaking, you know, people gather around and they're talking. Guess who's watching what's going on? He is him. He's hearing everything you're saying. You're not hindering those people. You're hindering your own life. And if that's been a pattern for your life, no wonder things are really hard. That's not the way to live. That's not the way to live. Let all bitterness, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 makes it clear. Let all malice, bitterness, anger, wrath. He says, let these things be depart from your life, be far from you. Because you are now a Christian. You don't need those things. Let them go. Because they are a hindrance to your life, to your home. 
to your family. I can, I've said it here before and I'm saying it to you. If you have a home where there is constant bickering, you and your husband, you and your wife always fighting, there's always confusion in your family, the Bible calls Jesus the Prince of Peace. He can't live in a home like that. Where you are constantly fighting and quarreling over. Yes, in the natural, what you are fighting about, it seems really right. You have a right to be angry. You have a right to fight. You have a right to lash out. And there's so much confusion in the home. But the Prince of Peace cannot live in a place like that. You won't have prosperity in a home like that. You may work very hard, but you see nothing. Because uh, the money just keeps going away. And then there is sickness in the home because the Prince of Peace is not at peace in your home. Let that go. Let that go. Let peace abide in your home. If you want real healing, you know there is healing of the land. The Bible talks about that. God can heal the land. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, He says He will heal the land. God can heal your family. God can heal your relationship. God, your relationships. God can heal your finances. It's all dependent on you. Many Christians are so into this thing, they're bitter and they feel like they have a right to hold on to this thing. You're killing yourself. You're stealing from your own life. You're destroying your own life. No anointed preacher can pray for you. And if God has mercy on you and he heals you, get what? Have you heard about Christians who get healed in a meeting? Because the anointing was there, God had mercy on them. But they go back to still the bitterness and all of that. And the sickness comes back on them. Yes, it happens. We've seen it. It's hard to explain. But that's what's happening in the body of Christ. Because people will not let go. Think about the prayer of the Lord. It says, after saying, you know, pray to your father in heaven. This is the way to pray. That my father, our father which art in heaven, he comes down. After saying everything, his will be done on earth. He says, forgive. He comes back to forgiveness. Let go of those things. Those things will hinder you, reduce the level of conflict in your home. And watch what Jesus will do in that home. Keep fighting and quarreling and holding on to stuff. And you you continue to go to and fro looking for some anointed preacher to lay hands on you so you can feel something for a moment. It will still be there. Quit all those things. You really need to. I've learned for a long time. I don't stay around people who complain a lot. I don't stay around them. I find my way out of it. Because that's, that's the pit. You're going down. And sometimes you go down with them. When they go down. Because you're a part of it. Read the Old Testament. You'll find out. God doesn't like things like that. And once that's going on. God says. Bye. You guys. <laughs> you and the devil can handle it in your meeting. It's never good. I wanted to share that before we go to, to the message today. And I believe God's going to heal everyone. You know, God's going to heal you today. I've noticed this, that the word of God works. It does work. If you believe, it works. Before I went to Nigeria, you heard me and I came and testified before you you here. Because, you know, sometimes we have to experiment based on the word of God. I see the Lord, the word of the Lord working in my family. I, I can see it. And it's really pleasing. 
I don't think since I returned from Nigeria, before I went to Nigeria, since I got back, I don't know of having a cold or what you call sinus problems and all of that. And I'm, I don't feel sick. I just, it doesn't happen. I have symptoms. It goes away right away. I've said this since we started this church. And please, I'm not bragging, okay? I'm just telling you that the word of God works. That's all I'm doing. And I'm encouraging you to believe this word. It worked for you. For me, it was an experiment. It's still an experiment. It does work. I've said it here a long time ago. And with churches, how many years now? There's not going to be a Sunday. You say, Pastor is sick. He can't be in church. I've been saying it. Sometimes we don't see when God is doing things and doing miracles before our eyes. You understand? I'm a man just like you. I'm no more righteous than yourself. That's the truth. I know it, you know. I know that. I'm not. We are all the same. We are all the same. The only thing is, which we've been saying, believe this word of God. It works. The word can bring healing into your life, your finance, everything. Every area of your life. You can have confidence in the future based on God's word and God's word alone. Your kids will be fine. Not because you can be out there with them and doing it. Because of the word of God. He lives forever. His eyes are everywhere. So if my kid's somewhere, he's there with that kid. I don't have to worry. He's there with them. That's all I'm trying to say. We have to believe the word. Leave out the word of God. Stay with the word and try everything you can. That's the only trying that God is demanding. Be, be willing to follow through with the word of God. That's what the word demands. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Just be willing to follow through with what God is saying. Regardless of what people think, regardless of their opinion, stay with the word. Whether it's hard or not. And God looks at the heart. He knows you are not perfect. He knows when you fail. But he will adjust for that. Because he's in a covenant with you. Refuse to be sick. And my children will hear, they will tell you. Many times we're driving and I'm telling them, I hate sickness. I just hate that thing. And you can, we say, oh, let us say that. I hate it. It's not part of our inheritance. It's not part of us. Jesus took care of it. He took care of sickness for us. He, he did. He took care of sickness for us. That means sickness in every area of life. I don't have to go through it anymore. He went through it for me. That's eternal life going through things that are moral for modern human beings. He went through all of those for me. I don't have to go through it and no devil can make me go through them. Amen. No devil can make you go through what Jesus went through for you. Can be done. He was eternal life. He was the God that created all things. He did all of that for me. No devil can go around that and hurt me. I'm hid in Christ. You are hid in Christ and in God. He is your father. He'll take care of you. That's all we're asking. Believe God's word. And if I die, let me die. Believe in God's word. Yes, let me die believing God's word. I can declare it openly before everyone. And if I die, let me die believing God's word. But I know him. He never fails. He will never allow his word to fall to the ground. I can boast on him and his faithfulness and how good he is. Life's got to be good for me. 
because He came. Amen? That's the gospel. Just because He came. I can dance to that. Amen? Just because He came. He is the Lord. We don't believe enough. And we're listening to the voices of people. And we're looking at people's experiences. And judging God based on people's experiences. So the greatest hindrance to healing in the church is, well, we know that God can, but who does He want to heal? We think God has some favorites, He'll heal them, and other times when He's not feeling well, and His belly is rumbling, He decides He doesn't feel good, and I don't want to heal anybody. So when, when he's feeling good, he's happy today. He's oh, wow, I'm feeling good today. So I'm going to heal all of them. Uh-huh. That we're talking about God here. We have to determine what his will is. So most people, they, they know. Every believer, every Christian believes that God can heal. No question about that. Who has a question here that God can, can heal? Is there anyone here that believes God cannot heal? Or God has abandoned the healing business? Everyone believes, yeah, God can heal. But we're not sure if God wants to heal me. That's the issue. And all we're doing is looking inside and thinking there's something in me that may not, he may not like, so he's not going to heal me. What about those that were with him? Didn't they have things in them? And he overlooked them and healed them and made life good for them so they can thank God and know that God is good. Amen? That's all the purpose. So we will know that we have a great heavenly father who loves us, who cares for us, who will give his life so that we can have life. So the question is always, is, is, will God heal, every, heal everyone? Christians fight with that. The greatest hindrance. We fight with that. We think, well, I know brother so and so, he was so holy. And God didn't heal him. You and I know people like that. And that used to be a real bother for me. But I decided, I'm just going to go with, I'm going to go with what God says. I don't care. I'm not going to judge God's world by anybody's experience. And don't put anything on anybody. I don't know. I don't know what God is doing. I really don't know. All I know, I need, God demands that I honor His word. Amen? And I will stay with this word. I'm not going anywhere. I don't understand anything that's happening around me, but I know this is true. And I do know He's going to judge me out of this book. Huh? So I'm going to stay with this book so I don't get judged. If I flow with this book, life will be good for me. That's all I need to know. Don't judge any man. Don't understand it. Don't want to even go there. Just stay with the book. And if we wonder, is it God's will to heal everybody? Now, there was a, there's a story here in Mark, Mark chapter 1 verse, four, verse 40, of, uh, of uh, a leper who took a risk of coming close to the Lord. And he was supposed to be in his own place. They were not supposed to mix with people. But he had heard about this Jesus of Nazareth. And he believed that if he could only find his way and get close to this Messiah, this prophet, now it's a wrong thing for you to come close to a priest. And if you're still leprous, you can't do that. That's why Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest. 
You know, they were crying out to him from afar. Lord, have mercy on us. Okay, go and show yourself to the priest. They won't come near. And now going to the priest, unless you are healed before you get there, that's risky. But he took that risk and he got close to where Jesus is. And then he said something that many of us would like to say to Jesus if we need something like healing. He said, Lord, I know you can heal me if you want to. Uh, I know if you want to, I know you, I don't know, we don't know how long that man had been sick. We have no way of knowing. We have no, we have no way of knowing when he became leprous. But he saw Jesus as his solution. And he was saying, God, no matter how bad things are for me right now, the way I feel, if you want to, if it's your will to heal me, if you want to, I know you can heal me. And Jesus, he says, immediately, Jesus put out his hand and touched him. You don't touch a leper. That's not right. You become unclean when you touch a leper. That means you can't go to the house of God for a while. You have to go through all these rituals before you get clean, then to go back. But Jesus, out of compassion, he said Jesus had compassion for him, and then he immediately raised him. Now, he didn't have to say a word. He just said, okay, you're healed. But Jesus said this one statement, I am willing. He touched him and healed him. That one statement settles it for every one of us. If you understand. He is willing. You are not in disadvantage because you can see Jesus, right? If you go to him, just like that leper, if you go to him and you ask, he will still have compassion for you. Remember, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Over and over again, a song in the Old Testament, his mercy endures. That's who God is. If you cry out to him, that same compassion will well out of him, he'll touch you. Hold you immediately, even though he knows he's not supposed to, and he will. Because you're dear to him. He puts his hands around you. And he tells let you know, I am willing. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's never changed. He's going to heal you. There's a story in the Bible that really excites me. When I was traveling as an evangelist, I could never preach a message on healing without going to that man. I, I like to dance to that message. It was a great message for me. God just suddenly opened my eyes to it. And I said, wow, wow. I never saw this like this. Now that message you will find in Matthew chapter 14, verse 34 down. But, and let me just give you the gist. I know you know the Bible very much. How many of you don't know this story? You all know it, yeah? But now, what happened is Jesus went into this place, a, a village called uh, Gennesaret. And, and, and the people recognized him. I believe that they had been hearing about Jesus all along. They heard about this Messiah that's come, this young prophet, and who's healing people in all the land. But he hadn't been to their place uh, uh, before. And they've heard about him. I'm sure some of them had seen him when he was in Jerusalem. But in Jerusalem, the whole place is packed. It's hard to get to the Messiah. And here he was walking into their village, and they saw him, and they some of them said, this is good luck now, okay? Some of them said, hey, look at that crowd coming. That looks like the Messiah we saw in Jerusalem. Now, what would he be doing over here? 
Say, yeah, he looks like him. Look, look at the rest of them. I, I think I saw that one too. He was with him the last time. Oh yeah, that's him. Read the Bible. It says, and they recognized him. Okay, they died with Jesus. They got very excited. I wish that would happen today in our city. They got so excited. They said, oh Jesus. Oh, we have so many people that are sick in the village. A lot of them. And they said, please, would you stay around? We know you're just going back. Would you stay around? We want to go out and get all the sick people. And Jesus said, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so they went from door to door. Read the scripture. Can I, let me read it, okay? It says, when, when they are crossed over, that's Matthew chapter 14. When they are crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all that surrounding region. They didn't even go just to their village. They went everywhere, the whole region. And brought to him all who were sick. That's a bunch of people. That's a bunch of people. They brought everyone that they found that was sick. They knocked on doors. You got any sick person in here? What do you want? We're looking for sick people. Oh, we're the sick people. Yeah, yeah. Jesus of Nazareth is in town. You heard it? Say, yeah. Well, he's so sick. If you move him, he'll die. Let him die. We'll take him to him. Bring him. We're taking him in. Amen. We'll carry, we've heard he raised dead people. Bring him. Hey, grab everybody. And it went all over the place looking for sick people. I wish the church would do that today. Amen. And they say, are you sure Jesus is going to heal all of them? Are you sure? What if he dies on the way before we get there? Oh, no. It's been so bad. They sing their blues, huh? But they got everybody. It's an amazing thing. They all got there and they said, Wow. We must have made a mistake. We brought too many people. He will have to stay here for a month if he has to lay his hands and pray for every one of them. So they came up with a formula. This is an amazing thing. The people coming up with how they want to get healed and telling the master, the Lord, how they want to get healed. They said to Jesus, we just want you to sit down. We will tell the people to line up in a file and we will tell them just to touch you. Don't worry, master. They'll touch you. We believe they'll be healed. And Jesus said, that's okay. That's okay. He tell them, isn't that wonderful? That's the kind of God we serve. He loves to heal. Amen. He loves to heal. And so they took their turn. Every one of them. The blind can see. He says, how far am I from him? And they can hear the others yelling over in the corner. I'm healed. I'm healed. I can walk. The blind man says, count them. How many people are ahead of me? I can't wait for my turn. How close am I? Oh, I need to touch him. Can they move the line faster? They want them move faster. Is it not just to touch his help? Touch him and move on. It's my turn. I got to get there. Amen. That's the Jesus we serve. You think he was sad? They're saying, oh, my father sent me here. Now I have to sit down for hours and all these peasants is touching me. 
I'm sure he was laughing as he was watching them, as they are rejoicing. The blind man who couldn't see said, let me touch your nose, let me touch your nose. Oh yes, I can see. And they're rejoicing. Jesus is paying attention to them as they are rejoicing. And the guys waiting for their turn, they can't wait to get to him. Oh, move the line! Move! What's wrong with you? Move! I gotta get to my turn. I can't wait. I've been sick for 15 years. This is my turn. We're not like that, are we? We don't come to him like that. If we need the same miracle, we must come to him the way they did in Bible days. Amen? We must come to him. He wants to heal us. He really wants to heal us. He loves us so dearly. Question is, how does God heal? Well, I'm glad you asked, okay? <laughs> I see if I have the answer. Yeah. But I believe I have some of the answer. God does everything only through his word. Everything he does. He does through his word. But when he's dealing with man, it's quicker for him if he uses a man. See? He needs a man. If he's got to get something big done among men, he, would, he needs a man. That's why the word became a man. See? God, he was there. Who would stop the word? Jesus was up in heaven. He, can do, he could do whatever. But he became a man. So God can flow through him. God needs a man. He uses a man. His word flows through men to bring healing to people. That's why I know today and with you, you carry Jesus everywhere you go. Amen? You just don't know the kind of Jesus that's in you. Amen. He's the healer. But I know by the grace of God, He is in me. When I go doing crusades, I know they will be healed. I, I just know that. Do I lose sleep at night whether they will be healed? Absolutely not. Do I have to fast more because I'm shaky? Whatever? No. Many times while I am speaking, God is healing them. Because the healer is in the midst. Amen. But I have to be there. Amen. He needs us. He heals through humans. That's why Jesus became a man. He had authority to walk among men. Jesus said, let it be known that, you, that the Son of Man has the authority to forgive sins on the earth. I would have thought he would say the Son of God, right? No, he said the Son of Man. Check it in your Bible. Because he walks through men. God knew unless he became a man, he won't be that effective. So he became a man and claimed to be one of us so he could heal every one of us. Amen? He uses people. And He's going to use every one of us this morning, our prayer partners. As they lay hands on you, it's Jesus Himself laying hands on you. We have made this thing too complicated. So we're not seeing it. Because we want to derive some kind of glory to ourselves. I did this. So this happened. You did nothing. Jesus did all. And let's keep it simple. And let God be God among us. Let's not be looking for things and so you can go glory in something. No. Let Jesus heal you. He sent His Word and what? His Word healed them. His Word is the Spirit of God. He's living inside of me. He's living inside of you. He can heal through you every time. I shared the story of 
of him working through me. Is Jesus doing this stuff? I don't know when he is. I don't have an idea what he's doing. But I know I'm there. Amen? And I follow him. I was, the little girl came to me. The mother was crying. She says, my daughter is completely deaf in one ear. And she's almost completely deaf in the other ear. She can hear in a thing. And I said, I, I don't like to be around ladies when they cry. It bugs me for some reason. And uh, I immediately said to her, lady, please don't cry. But it was for my own good. Please stop. Stop crying. Just let me pray for your daughter. And uh, the preacher who knew everything, I put my fingers in her ears and I, I was yelling and praying. I always yell when I pray. Especially when the devil, uh, I feel the devil is hard of hearing, so I have to scream at him. So, but anyway, I had my, hand, my fingers in her ear and I was praying and, and I, I kept yelling and praying. And the little girl was saying, sir, sir, you can stop now, I can hear. You can stop now, I can hear. And I said, well... That goes, that goes my credibility of a preacher who knows everything that he's doing. But I still took, yes, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's not us. It's him. He's always present because he loves us. Some of you, as I'm speaking right now, God is healing you. He's healing you. You're feeling that good feeling. But many of us, as soon as we leave the house, we're looking. He said, well, where is my pain? Hey, where is my pain? You're looking for, where are you looking for the pain? It's gone. It's gone. Where, where do you want to look for it? Let it go. Rejoice and testify. Give glory to God. That's what to do. You know, in, in Luke chapter 9, verse 1 and 2, he says, it says, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He delivered to them the authority to cure diseases, right? He gave them, let's forget about this religious thing that says, well, I can't do nothing. Well, if Jesus has given you the authority, you have the authority. Why deny it? You have it. He gave it to you. I mean, think about it. He wasn't playing with words. He meant it. He gave the authority to man, to the disciples, to he gave them that authority to cast out demons and to heal the, the sick. And he sent them out. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Right? If you preach alone, you don't heal the sick, you haven't completed the commandment that was given to you, right? You can't just preach alone. He sent them out to preach. Well, I'm preaching now. That's one part. Then we must do the healing part to complete what the assignment, right? But many times we're just satisfied with the preaching. That was good preaching. I don't care about the good preaching. I need the healing along. Let them go together. And guess what? God wants to put the two together. Us preachers and you, all of us, we have separated them. We separated them. He didn't separate them. We separated them. We did. They go together. Whether we are talking about healing or not, people should be getting healed. He said, preach the gospel and heal the sick, right? It doesn't matter what they're preaching about. God should be healing the sick as well. They go together. We separate them. And if we have anyone that can both preach and heal, we'll make him some little God. He's going over there. Everybody runs over there. 
who is going over there? Everybody, he's not God. He's just another human being just like you. He just was willing to believe God and step out. That's all. I'm not going to be shaking around any one of them. They are all my brothers and sisters. Including brother Paul. And brother Peter. They are my brothers. They are men like the rest of us. They just obeyed God. They took Jesus' word and they went out. And did what he asked them to do. I want to do that. You want to do that. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Everyone is going to be healed today. Can I hear an amen? amen? Because look. The Bible tells us this in the word. This sign shall follow them that believe. How many believers do we have here today? Oh, this place is really hot. Amen. We got such, so many believers and a lot of signs following them. Amen. This sign shall follow them that believe. And you are a believer. If you are a believer, Jesus didn't lie. Those signs have been following you. You just haven't noticed. They've been following. Makes no one anything. But a believer. Amen. You believe that you can cast out devils. You believe you can speak in tongues. You believe if a serpent comes against you, you're going to live through it and be doing good. You believe that you lay your hands on the sick and the sick will recover. We are believers. Every one of us. He uses us. He heals through humans. He heals through us. That's why I believe when you come up here this morning for your healing and the prayer partners put their hands on you to pray and you're looking for pastor, you missed the message. It's not the pastor. It's him and his word that they lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. He meant what he said. Amen. So you get your healing this morning. Be determined in your heart. I'm not going to put up with sickness anymore. It's, I'm amazed. I'm sure, you know, my kids have heard me say this a lot. Especially my daughter Gracie. When, I, when she's having something and I say, she says, Daddy, pray for me. And I tell her, you know, you know, sickness is not for man. I know. Just pray for me. I'll be okay. That's the way we deal with it. Amen. I'm not against medicine. After I go take care of whatever you need to take. But I'm not afraid. I have Jesus in my home. I have Jesus for my wife. I am very particular about that. That's my protection. That's part of me, Satan. You're not coming here. I know to do the things that I can do. That's human. But I believe in this God. I believe in this God. And I want us to believe in this God. Every one of us. And he will be there for us. He'll never fail us. He's always there. He loves us so much. He gave everything for us. We must believe in him. That's the way we honor him. When we believe in what he's done for us. That's the only way you can be truly thankful. When you believe that, yes, this is true. I got it. I got it. It's mine. And you thank him from your heart. And you have the title deed in your hands. Amen. Can I hear an amen? amen. Some of us are sleeping. Oh, no, no, kidding. <laughs> Another way that Jesus heals, and the way his method now, is through touch. And I'm going to go through that because we have to pray quickly. He heals through touch. He touched the, the leper. Many times Jesus touched. I don't know what it means, but it seems like God needed a hand 
to touch. There is something about the human hand when you combine the Spirit of God and the Word of God. When that hand of the believer touches a person, whether they feel it or not, they get healed. So Jesus practiced that a lot. He healed. He could have said he was God, you remember? He could have said, be healed, you be healed, be healed. And then he will sit down and touch every man in the multitude. That's a lot of time. Uh, that's a lot of time. There's, there's something about touch when you are a believer. Amen. There's something about touch. When we say, come up and receive your healing, and the prayer partners lay their hands on you, many times people will go into the sense feeling. They are expecting to have some electricity go through them. Ooh. <laughs> I feel it. That's when they believe. You are dealing with the flesh then. Amen? Read the Bible. Did you hear of anyone saying they felt electricity when Jesus laid their hands? They got healing. I hate it when people talking about electricity. I was praying for uh, uh, somebody to receive the Holy Spirit. In those days, I loved praying for people to receive the Holy Ghost. I received this uh, insight and I was glad. It's every, if I see you in the mall, we talk a little bit. I will, the next question is, have you received the Holy Ghost? Because I want you to speak in tongues right away. And I was praying for this girl. And she, she was saying, I was a guy, I can't remember, but she was, you can, he, this guy, he was cool, but he was, he was perspiring. I mean, he was hot. He said, I feel hot. I feel this presence. I feel hot. I said, yeah, that's okay, but I need you to speak in tongues. That's what I'm looking for. I don't want this hot business. I, I need tongues, tongues. You can't go out and say, I received the Holy Ghost and I feel hot. That's not going to work. Speak in tongues. I need you to speak in tongues. The same thing goes with healing. Many times people want the emotional thing. They, they thought, you know, he laid his hands on me and I got slain in the spirit. But you got up, you still got the cold. What is all that drama for you when you went down? I'm, I'm not knocking that, amen? It's not, I'm not against it. I want you to be slain, but I'd like you to be free, free from the sickness. All you do is talk about, I got anointed, but you're still sick. You're still sick. And you're still paying money to buy medicine. Oh, that was a great service. I, f I felt the anointing. Well, why come the anointing didn't heal the sickness? I mean, you're still sick. I, I want you to be healed. That's what I want. Amen. I want you to be free from that. I want the anointing to be both there for you going down and for you to be healed as well. They go together. They should go together. And I believe also when you feel that anointing, that's a sign for you that God has already healed you. He's already healed. So when you go, whether you feel the symptoms or not, doesn't matter. He touched you. You went down, right? So you're healed. Whether you're still walking back, doesn't matter. It's going to straighten out. They lay hands on the sick and they say what? They recover. Just go on saying, I got knocked down. I'm fine. I am healed. Amen. Amen. God gave you some mercy. You're healed. So he heals through touch. Puts his finger in the ears of the fellow. He puts his hand on the man who was blind. He prayed for a while, Jesus. And then he said, now look. The guy looked. He says, well, I see men walking like trees. Jesus put his hand back again. Why didn't he just speak? There's something about laying on of hands. Amen. And when hands lays on you today, you can receive your healing. Amen. Also, he gave, uh, he, he, he gave command. He touched and he gave command. Many times, 
you try one, then if it doesn't work, try the other one. Sometimes if you're persistent, it works. Sometimes it's just a command. Jesus looked at the man with the withered hand. And he said to him, stretch out your hand. You know, the way a preacher was saying, if I, can, if I know I have all the power and I'm able to affect it, now say, well, I'm healing you now, now stretch out your hand. Jesus didn't say that. He said to him, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out. Many times we are prayed for and we're looking for some feeling. Instead of doing something, we're waiting for some feeling first, some electricity before we act. Many times when we've prayed with people, if they immediately, especially those with back pain, if they immediately do this, guess what? The pain is gone. But when they are waiting for some kind of feeling, it doesn't work that way. It works by faith. So we can be healed through the laying on of hands and a command, sometimes by just a command. Sometimes we don't need to pray very much. I like it when I don't have to, especially in a crusade setting, when I'm dealing with people, they are, they are there for healing. I don't have to pray very much. Touch them immediately and say, okay, now do something. And then you can see the shock in their eyes. Wow. The pain is gone. And that's what's going to happen here this morning. Amen? Amen? God wants to heal. It's also through the anointing oil. Jesus sent his disciples out two by two to heal. And then he told them, I don't want you to take any bag. I don't want you to take any money belt to put money don't take any money with you don't take him don't take bread nothing just go but he gave them one thing that if you don't read properly you won't catch he allowed them to carry a bottle filled with oil they went out with oil to anoint people to heal them if you read in mark chapter 6 it says so they went out verse 12 and 13 they went out and preached the gospel to the people saying that they should repent and they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them so they had oil with them and they were anointing people with oil and healing them God wants you healed and we're going to be doing that this morning I wanted to go into uh, the reasons why we should be healed but I believe God is already ready he can wait he wants to heal us so if you're sick in the body, get ready to get well. Amen? Even if it's been long, you are going to get well. Now let me let you know this. I'm not talking only about physical healing. If you have financial issues, I don't care how long it's been in your life. Today is the death of that financial problem. God will destroy it today. You have problems in your family? Believe God as they lay hands on you. The Spirit of God will begin to fight on your behalf. You are going to experience healing in your life. The only thing I beg of you, give up bitterness and anger. Let go of those things. And let God deal with you. Every eyes closed or head bowed. I want to make this first. It's so important. Maybe you, are not, you don't really know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you need to know Him, I want to pray for you. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. 
That's one. If you don't know him, I want you to know him. He is such a good God. You need him in your life. You need him. You really, really need him. I needed him. He's been in my life for 30 something years. He is a good one to have in my life. And I thank God he's in my life. Also, if you know him, you've made a commitment to him in the past. But you know in your heart that you have not really been following him the way you should. But you really want to. And you need someone to pray with you today. And you want to indicate to God that yes, God, I am willing. Just help me. If that's you, I need you to put your hand up quickly. Right up. Thank you so much. Thank you. Is there any other person? Come on. Come on. Put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You want to give everything to the Lord Jesus. Yes. That is very important. I'm going to ask our prayer partners to please come up. Prayer partners, please come up. And I will be very emphatic on this. If you are sick in the body, that's not God's will for your life. You need to be healed. If you're sick in your finances, that's not God's will for your life. You need to be healed. If you're sick in your relationships, that's not God's will for your life. You can take care of all of that today. And let goodness or mercy follow you for the rest of your life. It could begin right here this morning before our God. And he's here. Would you stand up with me?